What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, everybody? Nick Person here. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And thank you for joining us on our continued journey through the book of Joshua. It's been a long journey. We find ourselves on day number 34 of this journey, but it's been a good journey. There's been a lot to learn, a lot we can apply. And really, this has been one of my favorite um, kind of journeys as we've been going through this series, uh, Courage for the Battle, uh, on Sundays and Thursdays. This has been a great great reminder and a great really opportunity for us to lean into some truth. If you're new here, we are so glad that you are here and so glad that you decided to join us as we have been doing our daily reading podcast for a while now. And uh, I'm honored that I get to be a part. I love it. I love reading God's word with you guys. I love sharing some thoughts and some wisdom from the Lord. And um, We'll continue to do that today. So if you are new, what we're going to do is I'm going to read the passage in its entirety. And let me go ahead and tell you right now, it is a long passage. I'm talking 24 verses of goodness. So don't don't tap out. Just hang in there. Then I'm going to give a couple of a little bit of feedback um, from what we read together, because there's always application. Um, And sometimes it doesn't come immediately, but there's always application. And then uh, we'll kind of look at some takeaways and go from there and I hope you will join us as we continue on the journey. So um, anyways, so let's begin. I'm reading from Joshua chapter 22. I'm going to be reading verses 10 through 34. I'm reading out of the CSB version. It's the Bible I have with me right now. It's my study Bible that I use often. And yes, yes, as a matter of fact, it is a Tony Evans study Bible. And so <laughs> and so there we go. So let's begin our journey. Let's read together Joshua 22, beginning in verse number 10. It says this, When they came to the region of the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Rebunites, the Reubenites, sorry, Rebunites, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh built a large, impressive altar there by the Jordan. Then the Israelites heard it and said, Look, the Reubenites, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half the tribe of Manasseh have built an altar on the frontier of the land of Canaan at the region of the Jordan on the Israelite side. When the Israelites heard this, the entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh to go to war against them. It just got real, everybody. Let's keep going. Let's see what's going on. Verse 13. The Israelites sent Phineas, son of Eleazar, the priest, to the Reubenites. Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead. They sent ten leaders with him, one family leader for each tribe of Israel. All of them were heads of their ancestral families among the clans of Israel. They went up to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half the tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead and told them, This is what the Lord's entire community says. What is this treachery you have committed today against the God of Israel by turning away from the Lord and building an altar for yourselves? So that you are in rebellion against the Lord today. Was it the iniquity of Peor which brought a plague on the Lord's community enough for us? We have not cleansed ourselves from it even to this day. Basically he's saying, hey, the stench that was left on us from that 
it's still an aroma in our noses. Verse 18, and now would you turn away from the Lord? If you rebel against the Lord today, tomorrow he will be angry with the entire community of Israel. But if the land you possess is defiled, cross over to the land the Lord possesses where the Lord's tabernacle stands and take possession of it among us. But don't rebel against the Lord or against us by building for yourselves an altar other than the altar of the Lord our God. Wasn't Achan, the son of Zerah, unfaithful regarding what was set apart for destruction, bringing wrath on the entire community of Israel? He was not the only one who perished because of his iniquity. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh answered the heads of the Israelites' clan. The mighty one, God, the Lord, the mighty one, God, the Lord, he knows. And may Israel also know, do not spare us today, if it was in rebellion or treachery against the Lord, that we have built for ourselves an altar to turn away from him. May the Lord himself told us, hold us accountable. If we intended to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings on it, or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it. We actually did this from a specific concern that in the future your descendants might say to our descendants, what relationship do we have with the Lord, the God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a border between us and your descendants of Reuben and Gad. You have no share in the Lord, so your descendants may cause our descendants to stop fearing the Lord. Verse 26. Therefore, we said, let us take action and build an altar for ourselves, but not for burnt offerings or sacrifice. Instead, it is to be a witness between us and you and between the generations after us so that we may carry out the worship of the Lord in his presence with our burnt offerings, sacrifices and fellowship offerings. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to our descendants, you have no share in the Lord. We thought that if they said this to us or to our generation in the future, we would reply, look at the replica of the Lord's altar that our fathers made, not for burnt offerings or sacrifice, but as a witness between us and you. We would never, ever rebel against the Lord or turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain against offering or sacrifice, other than the altar of his Lord our God, which is in front of his tabernacle. When the priest Phineas and the community leaders, the heads of Israel clans who were with them, heard what the descendants of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased. Phineas, son of Eleazar, the priest said to the descendants of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh, Today we know that the Lord is among us because you have not committed this treachery against him. As a result, you have rescued the Israelites from the Lord's power. Then the priest Phineas, son of Eleazar, and the leaders returned from the Reubenites and Gadites in the land of Gilead to the Israelites in the land of Canaan and brought back a report to them. The Israelites were pleased with the report and they blessed God. They spoke no more about going to war against them to ravage the land where the Reubenites and the Gadites lived. So the Reubenites and the Gadites named the altar. It is a witness between us that the Lord is God. Basically, what we get to kind of get a view of is a family altercation. Altercation. You have the descendants of the Reubenites and the Gadites and Manasseh. And you have these Israelites who are on the other side of the Jordan. And they're having an issue because the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the descendants of Manasseh are building an altar. And this was forbidden to build an altar to another god. To That was disgraceful. There was only one altar and it was in Shiloh and it was in the tabernacle and it was for the people to worship and sacrifice and do all of their work there of the Lord. 
But here the Israelites see, who are on the other side, and they see what is going on. They are building an altar, and they assume because Israel had a problem with chasing after foreign gods and foreign things and lesser than things, so why wouldn't they build an altar to another god? And so they thought, we have been here before. But I want you to notice something quite amazing that they did, though. Notice that they didn't draw their own conclusion, right? They didn't just go, this has to be what they're doing. Get your weapons. Let's go ahead and attack. No, they did something that's quite beautiful. They went over to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the descendants of Manasseh. And what did they do? They had a conversation. They introduced the elephant in the room. How often in so many altercations and disagreements that we have that we never introduce the elephant in the room. We never talk about the issue at hand. We try to ignore it or we assume and then we attack. That is not how they navigated. No, what they did was they went to the source of the problem and they addressed it. So my take, one of the takeaways I would say to you is address the elephant in the room. So often, as we're navigating as brothers and sisters from different places and different spaces and different colors, different languages and all the things, there are some things that we don't understand about each other. And we will draw conclusions based on prior experience or what we believe or what we have seen or what we have heard instead of going to our brother or going to our sister or going to our friend or you fill in the blank and having an honest conversation. The best place to start with a conversation with someone you have issue with is not on social media, is not with others, it's with them. Go to the source of the issue. Introduce the elephant in the room, because that is showing a posture of humility by going to them and saying to them, hey, this is giving me pause. This is giving me issue. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you what it looks like. Let me tell you what's going on. Let us have an honest conversation. And listen, this is a, I think this is a timely little bit of wisdom. Go to the source and introduce the elephant. Then notice, that the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, it says this in verse 1, they answered the heads of the Israelites' clan, the mighty one God the Lord, the mighty one God the Lord, he knows, and may Israel also know, do not spare us today if it was in rebellion or treachery against the Lord. Listen, they repeat the name of God. They repeat the name of God. They repeat the name of God. Why? Because they wanted to show how serious this was. They wanted to show their brothers, their Israelite brothers, say, hey, I want you to know that we are taking this seriously. Whenever you see something repeated, you got to pay attention to it. So here they are. They're going, no, by the name of the Lord, our God, our mighty one, the Lord, our God, the mighty one, God, the Lord. They're naming all the names of God showing, hey, they are holding this name in high regard, but also by that name, by his name and his name alone, are they vowing? And so repetition just shows the importance of something. So whenever you're reading God's word and you see something repeated, lean into that. Because if something is repeated, then there's a reason why it is repeated. So pay attention. But they're going, no, we promise by the name of God that we are not doing the very thing that you think we are doing. And then as you continue, like the nation of Israel goes and they ask them and they approach them. They do something that also we need to pay attention to is they don't act too quickly. They don't act too quickly. They don't assume. They don't 
base it off what they think they know. They don't do that. They go, they go to the source, they find out the information, and then they walk slowly in it. Sometimes, for myself included, is I jump to conclusions and I move too quickly. You never regret pausing. I think I've said that before. There have been many sermons where I've said that. You never regret pausing. The first time I heard it was a message by Andy Stanley. You never regret pausing. The Israelites paused, they listened, and then they took a next step. So often, we are so quick to pass judgment. So often, we are so quick to write people off. So often, we're so quick to cancel people. But if we were to go slow and exercise patience and seek the Lord and get wisdom, I think we would handle things a lot differently. Then it continues on. So, Another lesson that's important, not only did they not act too quickly, but they did act. Let me say that again. They did act. They did step into the conflict. They did step into the tension to navigate it. They did step into the messiness. They did step into the gray. Do you hear what I'm saying, everybody? They stepped into it. And when they stepped into it, they were able to do something about it and to be able to see more clearly. In essence, it was like they put their spectacles on so that they could see better, so that they could navigate better, so there would be a better end result. Not that led to them being in war with each other, but led them to a place where they could fully understand. And I also love the fact that where the Reubenites and the Gadites and the the half-tribe of Manasseh was, they just wanted to put a reminder of what God has done. We all need to be a people that are putting reminders of what the Lord has done. Why? Because there are going to be moments that come up. There are going to be dark moments where we're going to be prone to forget the goodness of God, where we're going to need a reminder. And so I love the heart behind what they were doing, but I also love that the Israelites responded slowly. They paused, but they did take a step. Is there a step you need to take today? Is there somebody that you are having issue with and you might have been talking about everybody else instead of the source of the issue? Have you been patient with those around you? Have you sought to get wisdom? Have you sought to get clarity from things you don't understand? As you look at your brothers and sisters that are from different places in different spaces and they might do things that you don't understand, have you leaned in and asked the question? Have you gone, hey, I don't understand. Can you explain this to me? So often, working in spaces where um, I there are maybe not a lot of people of color or it is a new thing or there have been many occasions where I'm the first person of color that people have ever heard communicate on the stage. And there are times when people will come ask me questions that initially can seem so offensive, so offensive. Um, But a lot of times people are coming to me because they're in a place of not understanding. They don't understand. And I'm the closest person that they have to give them clarity. And there have been many moments where I have really responded in a way where I've gotten angry. And sometimes like anger is the fitting response, but there are times where I need to respond slowly and I don't need to get angry and offended first. Um, And so I need to listen, I need to hear, and I need to even repeat, hey, here's what you're saying. And let me go ahead and say that that is not the best way to say that to someone of color. Um, Because if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? I think about that a lot. If not me, then who? And so for you, as you're listening, you're wondering what your next step 
It is easy to be offended and it's, much, it's a much harder, humble posture to lean in, to address the elephant, to be wise, to act slowly, but to act still. In those moments, I don't shy away from being honest and forthright with people, but I try to do it in a way that's covered in grace. I try to do it in a way that's covered in love so that people can better digest it, but I know less tell them the truth. I know less am honest with them, and I know less let them know how what they said could be hurtful and how it can be perceived. And so maybe today the call for you as you navigate relationships, as you navigate things you don't understand, even as you navigate social media, which, you know, it could be a snare, it could, or it could be leveraged as something that could be used for the kingdom. Maybe, just maybe, you are, you know, you, there is a different way that you can handle those things. And as far as social media, let me just go ahead and give you free information. That's going to be a hard space to have an honest conversation. That sounds like something that could be happened off social media, off the public domain. Maybe you give someone a phone call or, or something like that. But that's another message for another day. But listen, lean into the issues, pause, but act. And try to have a posture of understanding and humility as we navigate the things. Because maybe what you perceive to be something that is far from God, or that you perceive as something that's offensive, or you perceive as something you fill in the blank, maybe if you lean in, you have a conversation, more clarity will come, and you will have an opportunity to really give off the aroma of Christ in all these spaces and places that He calls you to. Anyways, hope you join us back here tomorrow. No, we love you, know we're for you, but know more importantly that you have a God who goes before you, a God who is with you, and a God who has your back. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Y'all be blessed. See you back here tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.